Um, so, ATM Sandy Leswana is an independent political analyst, and today we're looking at uh, the big 14.7 billion rand report that came out from the Zonda Commission. Let's just start it here, Sandy. What is your take on this particular report? Um, I, I think that uh, I reached a stage where uh, these reports, uh, including this one, are... Uh, are so depressing to me. Um, uh, and and also, when you reread these reports, as opposed to the time that we're listening to the submission of the evidence, and then you start to look at the defenses that were were mounted by our, by the ministers and the executives, the board members, uh, some of them are, are ridiculous. So at the end of the day, um, you you see that the the, the so-called state capture process was a a very amateurish, crude, greed-driven type of hijacking of state resources on the most massive scale. But what will then shock you is the crudeness. There was no sophistication. Um, the, it was just absolutely brute force, lack of thinking, uh, but the amounts of money involved, the types of assets involved. I mean, when you continue to, to see in the report that, I mean, ESCOM would have been in the top, what, in the top 10 in the world uh, uh, of utilities by uh, amount of electricity produced. So, and uh, uh, it was absolutely one of the gems in Africa. It had no equal in Africa absolutely one of the gems of companies in the world. Mm. And the ANC allowed uh, people who are crude, really crude. Uh, you know, it's like uh, uh, when you are being robbed in the middle of Johannesburg with a rusted opiate by a, 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 a dirty, malnourished, just dubious fellow. It is that type of thing. You can see that there was no thinking, absolutely nothing, just brute grabbing. Sure. You know, you put it in a way that uh, really brings shockwaves to us. But now, with the report being out, what does it then mean? I mean, you say the way uh, the money was being looted, for lack of a better word, was really, you know, without much um, thought into it. It was just brutal. It was just, you know, just done. Um, You know, not sophisticated. Now the report is out. Names have been uh, mentioned with people who are allegedly implicated within this report. What should we be expecting? Because the other reports came out, uh, one, two, and three came out, and still we have not seen any repercussions. We have not seen any persecutions. We have not, you know, (laughs) had any uh, confidence restored in us. Yeah, uh, when you see the the, the way the report is is written, it shows you that these were people who were acting in concert. In other words, there was a conspiracy or what in South Africa at some point would have been called common purpose. Now, when you have that, it means that basically you can charge a very large group of people with the same conspiracy, the same common purpose. 
for their part in in this type of thing. So the investigators, bearing in mind that by the time this this particular report uh, went to came out of the Zondo Commission or went to the Zondo Commission, it was a parliamentary inquiry before, which then refused to find anybody guilty or innocent. It just said, no, uh, we've listened to everything that had been said. Uh, we don't want to find anyone guilty or innocent. Let's pass it on to, to, uh, to, uh, to the Zondo Commission. There were other inquiries. Monies had to be recovered by the SIU and so on and so forth, and ESCOM itself going to court to try to cover monies. So what I'm trying to say to you is that if you are an investigator and a prosecutor, on the table right now, you should, it should not take you long to actually prosecute the conspirators. In other words, the people who are part of this gazat, uh, this 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 stockfell of stealing, uh, because you don't have to, you don't need a, a lot of other type of evidence if you can prove that they were part of it. Uh, and they were part of the conspiracy, and this is what the, the, the ultimate aim of the conspiracy was, the criminal intent, you, I think you can go a long way. So from my perspective, I think that uh, Ramaphosa, the NPA, and, and members of parliament, this present parliament, should actually be out there and making sure that this thing is actually being prosecuted on the most urgent basis, and there should be no further excuses. Hmm. Well, I'm hoping what you're saying is being heard and uh, might be actioned. Um, but clearly, right now, with the, the names that have been mentioned, nothing much is being said on how prosecutions will be done. A-teamers, the lines are open. We'd like to hear from you. What are your thoughts? What will become of ESCOM and the $14.7 billion that was uh, looted, according to the Zondo Commission report? 011-714-2006. You can and also send us an SMS on 41391 or even WhatsApp 0614104107. Our guest is Sandile Swana. Sandile, now we see ESCOM is hemorrhaging right before us. And uh, the ripple effect is obviously load shedding, which affects business, it affects community, it affects entire society. With this report, will anything change? Is there political will to make sure that ESCOM stands? Or are we going to be seeing it sold off as an SCO that will then be privatized and then Bob's your uncle? The, the privatization of ESCOM in, in, in some way is already in progress. Um, so by just like with the security industry, uh, by creating a weak police force and allowing the creation of an industry, a security industry that is bigger than the South African Defense Force and the South African police combined, you've actually privatized security in the, in, 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 in the country, right? Because those people who are in the security industry, the same people who should have been employed as police officers in South Africa. So it was privatized. Similarly, in the electricity industry, you have what they call independent power producers today, doing exactly what ESCOM should be doing. So that's another form of privatization that is already in progress. Um, and another thing that uh, we need to know is that ESCOM is a state asset 
that was built with private sector money in the sense that it was built on bonds. So basically, government sold bonds. In, in, in founding ESCOM, they just sold bonds, ESCOM bonds, which are still, tra- still traded, uh, very high-quality bonds, uh, uh, borrowing money directly from the public, and, and so on and so forth, but building a state-owned uh, uh, asset. What has happened now is that, what is happening now is that probably there is quite an, a, a great interest in this misguided idea South Africa was built by state-owned railways, state-owned electricity, state-owned ISCOR. But there's a misguided and false notion that this country will be built by privately-owned companies. It doesn't, it doesn't happen anywhere in the world. Uh, and so we are in danger of that, and you hear that often and often without any science behind it. So ESCOM is in great danger of privatization right now. And the reason why it will be privatized is because we don't have the caliber of leaders in the state, including the state president, who can lead this country. Is there hope? Is there hope that uh, something will be done? Or should we just be expecting ourselves to live in uh, in the darkness, figuratively and, I, I, and uh, I literally? I, I think that a lot is still going to happen. I cannot tell you that this is and that and that and that is going to happen. I, I always say to people, and I've been very, very blessed. I was born in the 1960s here in South Africa, uh, in Soweto. So uh, I've seen a lot in this country. Um, so uh, I was born under a very reckless government, a very cruel government that was trying to destroy us as, as we were being born. But that government eventually lost power, it was out of power, and so on and so forth. So I'm quite confident that this one is going as well. These problems cannot be solved with the ANC in power. Similarly, when it was dark, the lights of Steve's Beagle were born. When it was completely dark, nobody expected it, but the light, light came. Steve Beagle was born. So uh, similarly, when it was dark, Mandela was born. So there will be leaders, young leaders who will emerge and take us out of this, this, this particular uh, quagmire that we are in. I'm very confident of that. Let's go to a message from an A-team. Remember, you can send your voice notes to 0614-104-107. We're speaking ESCOM, 14.7 billion rand, according to the Zondo Commission report that was looted. Uh, good evening, SAFM and listeners. It's Marumo from Mafiking. Hey, I like uh, Sandy Leswana. This guy, I, I always, even if I feel like sleeping, I don't sleep. I just want to listen to him. He makes all sense every time he talks, you know. And um, thank you very much, uh, Sandy Lehman. You, you really make sense. And I, I just wish people could be listening to you every time you talk there. Because you talk to these people, I, I don't know if they listen to the radio, they watch TV, these guys, because they fail us every time. Once again, thank you very much, SAFM. Thank you. Thank you, Atima, for that message. Here's one uh, from uh, King St. Nazi listening from the East, from East London, um, who says, Elon Musk needs to buy ESCOM because it seems like the South African government uh, has become the soccer field of everyone and everything. How will ESCOM become in 15 years? Whoa, I shudder to think about it if things do not change. Um, 
Yeah. Um, Sandy, there's a compliment for you and a question, <laughs> rhetorical as it may sound. What will ESCOM be like in 15 years? What ESCOM will be like when? In 15 years, if things continue the way they are now. ESCOM, <laughs> um, remember that uh, part of the, 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 the big issue here is that if, if, for instance, ESCOM simply completed Midupi and, uh, uh, what's the name, uh, Midupi and Kusile, uh, our picture would have been totally different by now. Um, similarly, if ESCOM can build uh, a, a new capacity, even new power stations, coal-fired power stations, and new, especially coal in five to seven years' time, uh, within schedule, uh, then ESCOM will start to look totally different. And if ESCOM, but all of that requires one thing only. You need leaders who don't take nonsense from anybody. Leaders who are purpose-driven, who are not trying to play the next Mercedes or the next resource. You see, when, when you, you people call themselves a leader, yet they are still having basic human needs in their hearts and minds, uh, a guy is still impressed by buying the next farm. Uh, you can't do anything. You can't achieve anything with people like that. So, uh, so you do need, on short notice, the removal of these leaders who are there today and the introduction of a totally different caliber of leaders. Within five to seven years, ESCOM South Africa would look different, totally 100% different. Sure. But yeah. if we continue with this, if we continue with this, we will be another Malawi, another failed African state somewhere out there. There's no question about it. Mm. No question. Mm. And it seems, um, post the report, that nothing has been done. So maybe we should be anticipating that it will happen. Look, um, the, the thing about it is, is that, you know, uh, there are these billionaires who finance uh, Sir Ramaphosa to get into power in South Africa. Who um, are these billionaires, according to you, Sandil? Uh, I mean, there's at least the investors, the Stephen Costas, and uh, this other lady, I can't even pronounce the name. There is a list there. Uh, there is a list there. Even if you go to the Corruption SA website, there is a list there. There is a list there of all these billionaires. The thing about it is that the even if you want to become richer, it cannot be that you, 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 you collapse the democratization of wealth. Uh, you, you collapse, you kill the goose that that that, that produces the golden eggs, uh, which is the case now. The, the Sir Ramaphosa presidency is a problem. For instance, uh, by now the people who did the insurrection uh, last year in July should have been uh, on trial by now or in prison or sentenced already. Um, the people who are stripping... Uh, Brasa infrastructure in South Africa was stripping the railways. They should have been in prison by now. You know, the people are stealing transformers, ESCOM transformers, stealing ESCOM copper wires. Those should have been in prison by now. So the type of leadership that we have uh, is wrong. And these billionaires, the so-called big business who are called to the Sentin Convention Center, even if you took the attendance register of those investment summits, those people should have been demanding that 
Cyril, we've got nothing to discuss with you. Arrest these people. Arrest these people. We are finishing what is already there because infrastructure is the working tools of business. It's the working tool of farmers. It's the working tool of hospitals, electricity, transport. All of those things, they work on infrastructure. Otherwise, they don't work. And you cannot have the president to tolerate this. All right. Uh, let, let, let's just uh, go to the lines for a little bit. We've got Atima Patrick on the line. Good evening, Patrick. Hi, Patricia. How are you? Strong. How are you, Patrick? Ah, you're talking to Patrick. So it's Patrick and Patricia. <laughs> and your wonderful guest there in the studio. And good evening to all the SA listeners. Patricia, I just want to allude to what uh, our brother is saying there in the studio. You know, Patricia, when you plow a plant, let's say a flower, and you neglect to give it proper nourishment, I'm talking about proper manure, proper water, uh, allow it to be exposed to sunlight so that it can grow well healthily. What will eventually happen with this flower? It will die. If it doesn't die, it can collapse in Africans. That means it will become poor and weak. The problem with our country today is we don't have what we call consequential management. And the other problem is the people who are running the country, the people who are running the country, who have actually been uh, elected by the very South Africans who are complaining, they are inclined in making their own stomachs fat. For an example, long time ago, ESCOM has been run by incompetent people. People who are not professionals, people who are not experts in the field of energy production. So, so Patrick, do you think this report is going to bring a change? Well, Patrick, Patricia, if you give me a chance, I'll tell you where I'm getting to. Let's get there quickly. I've got other callers who are holding. Okay, man. All right. Oh, 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 oh. All right. Let me cut it short here. It's fine. Then you can take other callers. Thank you very much. Thank you for calling in, Patrick. I'm going now to Atima Major. Good evening, Major. Good evening, sis. How are you? Strong. How are you? No, I'm trying. Hey, look, it's so depressing to hear what has been said, especially the diagnostic report of the Zondo Commission. Yeah. But however, uh, to pick up problems doesn't come up with solutions. We have to come up with solutions as we speak now. The problem, I think, is the constraint under the constitutional democracy we live in. There's nothing we can do because there's a separation of powers. Once you instruct the, the executive to interfere, it can pass with the very basic tenets of constitutional democracy. What some are suggesting must happen under a dictatorship. I think the promise we have to move away from the constitutional democracy into autocracy so that some of these things 
we, we instill discipline, we deal with people decisively, which we cannot under a personal democracy like we have now. So we can expect them to keep picking up problems here and there. He's saying that people have been arrested. Yes, we know that the law takes, the, the, the will of justice takes a very long time. So who must interfere if it takes a long time? It, is not, it has nothing to do with the system that it's allowing um, people to have a new way to be corrupt. But anyway, even this corruption that we, we, we talk about, um, we, we interpret it only on moralistic and legalistic terms. Politically and economically, you cannot define what is corruption. For example, if you can ask your listeners now, what is the role of corruption in the realm of economic, of, of the realm of economic supply, demand and supply? It will be people be clueless because at the end of the day, people who corrupt, who steal this money, go and participate in a particular market, which is not here in Africa, it's in Europe. Thank you very much, Major. I think your point has been well noted. Thank you for calling in. I'm going to go now to your voice notes, A-teamers. Good day, Peter Durbin. The funny part is that most of the cronies that are in power at the moment couldn't care less because they have such big bank accounts. They've got big generators by their house. They don't worry. The lights go out. We we taking care of. We need a new government. We have a beautiful country. It has such potential. It's just sad to see how it's going down the drain. We need people, young people, to come in and rescue the situation with new ideas, with problem solving. We cannot carry on. It's for the first time that I listen to this gentleman, but he touches me, he touches my political nerve. I'm seriously touched. Yes, my worry, uh, my sister. There are people within the ANC and outside the ANC who still supports uh, Jacob Zuma and his people and the RET. Those who believe that actually the Zondo Commission was there to target Zuma and the RET. That is my biggest one. There are people who are claiming to be fighting for the soul of the ANC. Yet they are not actually fighting for the soul of, soul of the ANC, but fighting for the corrupt elite within the ANC to continue looting this country and taking this country to the dogs. As if what is said about ESCOM is nothing but a fabricated story. You know, I think the ANC needs to, it needs some sort of a healing. I don't know what type of healing, but it needs some soul searching so that we can have people who understand these things and who understand that we need people with clean conscience and consciousness to take this country forward. Active citizen in Polokwane. Thank you. Let me go to an A-teamer who's holding on the line. A-teamer Anonymous, good evening. Hello, evening. Yes, there are a lot of some things which we picked up on ESCOM. The first one is this Chancellor House, which has got shares with ESCOM, which, according to the Constitution, is conflict of interest. That's number one. 
Number two, it is the abnormal situation where Eskom by its own code to companies such as Exara, Cesara, Tinko, Anglo-American, etc., together and, and, and so on. Number three, it is during the Zondo Commission, we told that they buy the coal from these companies. Number four. Uh, okay, Anonymous, I need you to keep it quick. I need to wrap you up, please. I just get to your point. Yeah, so actually we have abnormal situations. On top of that, we've got corruption to all those problems which I mentioned. So there's no way we can get ESCOM on on right track ah. until these problems are sorted. All right, well noted. Uh, Sandile, let me come back to you. Um, you've heard the voice notes. We've still got many, many more. Uh, but let me give you an opportunity to just you know, respond to the voice notes and the calls from our A-teamers. Yeah, I, I think let's start by saying, if you're reading the Zondo report, you see in the Zondo report that there were technical comments. For instance, when a board is appointed, officials from the Department of Public Enterprises wrote to the minister that the the board you are appointing, the people you are appointing, are not qualified to be board members of ESCOM. And the minister appointed those people. And those people were not taken from the database of people who qualify to be on the board of ESCOM. They had never been board members of any state-owned company. Some of them were not even board members of any company before. Their first board membership was the ESCOM board membership. So when a, 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 a minister is appointed, assisted and directed by the state president, which was Jacob Zuma at the time. And Cyril did a similar thing, by the way, Cyril Ramaphosa. Uh, appointed people who are totally inadequate, Shabu Mabuza being one of them, uh, uh, and, and Mark Lambeti being one of them, appointed by Praveen and, and Cyril Ramaphosa. Now, without vetting, without screening or anything. So when people do that, leaders of the ANC do that when they are given state power, surely there must be some accountability uh, that comes to them for violating existing procedures. And, uh, exi- so why do you do that? Why do you put a top 10 utility company in the hands of incompetent people? Why do you do that? Two, the phone records of many of these people who formed this conspiracy, so clearly there are links to, to the, their phone records and their email accounts. So clearly that this is a, 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 a people who are participating in a conspiracy with the Guptas. They are, some of them, they are travel purchases, tra- purchasing of travel tickets, hotel tickets, uh, hotel bookings, and so on, was clearly linked to the Guptas. They were getting some benefit, financial benefits from the Guptas. And unfortunately, these issues were not started, uh, as I said earlier. They are long, 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 long. So to prosecute these cases should not take long because there have been prior investigations before.
by other committees, by other in, in inquiries. So to me, we must not say there's an interference between the judiciary, this, that, and the other, and bring that into the picture. Uh, there is a tolerance by parliament, a tolerance by the stakeholders, who are not saying, here is a list of people. We want these people prosecuted. We want them serving time in jail. Right now, I cannot tell you what Jacob Zuma is doing outside of jail. Right? So the idea of actually taking people who are destroying South Africa to jail is something that the ANC is uncomfortable with. And we need to deal with that. And this parliament needs to deal with that. Parliament needs to deal with that. Civic society, civil society organizations uh, need to deal with this. Uh, Sandile, unfortunately, I need to go to the news and have to cut our interview at this point. And uh, there's also voice notes that we won't be able to play. Thank you very much for giving us your perspective on uh, the ESCOM uh, 14.7 billion Zondo report commission uh, commission report that uh, yeah has uh, rocked all of us. But yeah, thank you for your time.